Hey guys, this is Level Up, the podcast designed to help you win at work and make you master of your money. I'm your host, Jen Simons, kumakapit pa rin through the turmoil of COVID-19 in Metro Manila. It hasn't been easy, and I wanted to take a moment to thank you for listening. It's huge that we're still trying to better ourselves through this crazy, crazy moment in history. I'm proud of you. This is a Master Your Money episode because while money doesn't officially buy happiness, it does give you the freedom you need to take risks and grow your career. It would be great for all of us here on the pod team if you could take a moment to subscribe or follow us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, or Apple Podcasts. And maybe this will help a few more people level up their lives. You can do it right now from your phone. It only takes a minute. Thanks so much. So today in Mastering Your Money, we explore the concept of insurance. It's so that you're sure, right? As in insured? Uh, But sure of what? Can we really be sure of anything these days? In episode six, we interviewed Macy Alcaraz, freelance content creator and strategist who unexpectedly lost her job of 12 years. So, Mace, you said that when you were employed, you, like, didn't have any savings, even if you were 35. Yeah. Like, when I was 35, I already had a couple of kids, so <laughs> I had a, forced, like, to I was forced to save some. some. But um, please tell me about how your relationship to money Change. changed, like, yeah. from getting a stable paycheck to this freelance mm-hmm. life. So, I guess... It was late in my employment when I figured that I need like stuff like insurance. Um, more because of my parents. And mm-hmm. I feel like since the, those are, things are hereditary, I should be prepared because my parents didn't have insurance. So we had to pay for everything. Did you know that in 2018, Filipinos spent an average of 54% of their income on medical expenses? This is according to per capita computations of the Philippine Statistics Authority. PhilCare's Wellness Index, released in 2019, reveals that 25% of working Filipinos borrow money from friends or relatives just to pay their hospital bills which, before the COVID crisis, cost between 21,000 pesos to 2.7 million pesos per treatment, depending on the severity of the illness. Even among employed individuals with HMOs and PhilHealth coverage, it's a huge expense that we usually don't anticipate. In 2017, Filipinos with insurance, like HMOs and PhilHealth, had to pay almost 60% of their medical bills out of pocket. As you can imagine, all of these numbers have skyrocketed during the pandemic. This is why we at Uploan have created, with our insurance partners, coverage specific to COVID-19. It's 100% free for all employees of our partner companies, with absolutely no liability to employers. So let me know at UploanPH on Facebook, Twitter, or LinkedIn if you are interested in rolling this out in your company. Since Macy is a freelancer, she didn't have an employer to turn to. Luckily, I have a friend who sells insurance and she was the first person to explain it to me in a way that didn't sound like jargon. What she told me was, 
the amount of your 13th month or your bonus or whatever, that's the m- amount that you can not touch because that's extra money. So that's how she explained it to me that we can start with just that amount. A friend of mine had a, her fiance got sick and then they have a policy that's called critical illness, which is you can get it if like, for some reason, you have cancer have or like a of, major of illness. Yeah. So I got that because I got scared. Like since um, my parents are have been sick, so I might be predisposed. So I have those two policies that I wish I had gotten when I started working mm-hmm. because I would have paid them off like by now. Right. So, but I feel like it's never too late to start. I know that right now, it's easy to slip into negativity and start thinking we don't have the financial freedom to start spending on something new, like insurance. But remember how, in Episode 7, we talked about how an emergency fund was the first step to your financial freedom? Insurance is the second. So if you have a few months of living expenses set aside, the next step towards financial wellness is insurance. I know it's a bit scary, because when you're not sure about anything— Is it really a good time to spend on something that you cannot eat or hold in your hands? My name is JC Zosombrado. I'm a licensed financial advisor. I came to JC, my friend from college who plays an amazing guitar, because I was totally overwhelmed by the insurance options available. He explains that his conversations usually start by talking about what stage you are in your life. Generally, we start off with young professional life stage. And that's normally when you're fresh out of college, earning your money for the first time. And that's also usually when uh, the client or the person starts to just spend also uh, his money because it's the first time they're earning their own money uh, without having to ask from their parents. So they get, uh, they get they very excited. Enjoy it. Where am I going to spend? Exactly. They want to experience life, the YOLO lifestyle. Maybe they're starting to pay the bills, but it's not that heavy yet as a young professional. So it's uh, normally around this time, we generally, we offer them uh, what we call the whole life, whole life insurance, because in this case, uh, it's not as expensive because you're thinking about it as your whole life. So if you're paying a whole premium or a whole amount, you're dividing that with the amount of uh, how, how long you have to live. So normally that has, it's, it's not as expensive as per se a, a set, like a term uh, insurance. Well, normally when we, when we explain to our clients, you know, if anything, you should start with your life first. Because no matter how rich you get, no matter how, you know, you, you could save all this money, you could invest, or you could put up, you know, your insurance for your house or insurance for your car. But if you don't protect yourself, your own life, and what happens when you die, your family will be at a loss, at a huge loss, because that's a bit, you know, we're relying on monthly income that's all of a sudden gone. So that's really the first thing that you should do. I mean, if, if you were to get insurance, the first thing you should get is life insurance and then augment it with all these other kinds of insurance. Normally, we, we offer the variable unit link, which has the savings component. It also teaches these young professionals how to save, where to put their money so that it grows while they're saving it. And then um, it's also, like I said, it's also more affordable. 
And because of their youth, they have more time to compound their money. And then, let's say when they need it, like at age 60 or 65, it, uh, it gives them back a bigger amount compared to if they were just to put it aside. The traditional sense is that you're just putting, putting down money in case, uh, where, so that uh, the company will repay your family in case uh, you're lo- uh, you, know, you die or you, know, you lose your life. But with the variable unit link uh, tradition, uh, sorry, variable unit link insurance, it now uh, serves a purpose that even if you're alive, you can actually use your insurance. So it becomes like a living benefit instead of just a death benefit. When you talk about traditional insurance, there's no investment there. It's just purely life protection. But there is the, like I said, the variable unit link, which has the investment side. Now, we also have one of our variable unit link products actually focuses on the investment side. So there is a certain small amount of which goes to protection, but it depends on how much money you invest. So if you say you invest 100,000 pesos, a certain amount of that 100,000 pesos plus a little bonus, so it becomes like 125% of whatever you put down, goes toward protecting you. And normally this is also what we offer the older generation who are not uh, insurable anymore or it becomes more expensive for them to, uh, you know, their premiums are, are a bit higher. Because they have more savings, they're able to do that and they're able to just, okay, this savings I'm going to transfer toward this investment side so that it grows. Oh, that's interesting. But also um, when when it's partially invested... Wouldn't mm-hmm. that um, is that a way to protect your savings from inflation? Yes. Say, for example, you put down, let's say, three thousand pesos or five thousand pesos. Uh, part of that, a significant part of that, goes to your protection, goes to paying for the insurance side, but not everything. Let's let's just say half and half. If half would go, let's say two five would go to the investment. Uh, normally, as financial advisors, we don't just say, okay, here's, uh, give me your money and we'll be the one to invest it for you. We ask the client or we ask the, you know, the prospective client uh, what kind of we, – we interview them to make sure uh, that we can offer the right fund as well because there are different funds. Um, normally, this has to do with stocks and bonds and certain assets so that that's where – we advise the client, okay, our professional fund managers will handle your money for you. They will put it in this kind of fund. And then we give them a projection. We never say it's, it's guaranteed because it depends on how the market plays. But uh, based on their projection, we can tell them, okay, by age 65, assuming that everything goes well, assuming that the market performs well, this is how much money you may have so that they can also project, you know, by then I can use this to pay for my daughter's tuition or I can use this to buy a new car or I can use this to buy a new house or as a retirement fund. Got it. So that is the type of insurance that you would recommend? Yes, generally, because uh, it serves more than one purpose. It's not just to protect your, your income, but it also serves to help you save better. So we've talked about somebody at the very beginning of their financial life where they're just starting with their first job, let's say, 
and what you've, you would recommend to them. And yes. you've mentioned now what might be more appropriate for somebody who is maybe over 60-ish with, yes. or, or, you know, around 50 where the insurance okay. would be a bit um, higher already. So it makes more sense Correct. to mix with investments. Even though investments are risky, they yes. will give you some sort of return, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Unless you cash them out right now in the middle of a yeah, pandemic. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yes. Plus, of course, when we talk about investment, it's never short term. It's always, you know, give it some time to grow. Because otherwise, if you, if you put your money in today and then you want to get it back next week, then you're at a loss because there are certain charges that, you know, when you put your money in, there's still charges that have to be, I mean, it's still a company, it's still processing your money. So you have to pay the company to some to certain extent. So there's a certain charge. So if you do that, then you're at a loss. You lose, you get back your money minus whatever you had to pay for. The admin charges. Yeah, that makes sense. So what sort of period of time would you recommend as a minimum to expect to, you know, put away your money for? Okay. Uh, Normally that depends on the fund you put it in, but on average, I guess uh, for you to see significant growth between 10 to 15 years. Okay. So let's move backwards from the age 50. So 15 years before you turn 50 or even like 30 years before you turn 50. Oh no, then you'd be 20 and we're back at, we're back at the first. Maybe about 35. Okay. Let's, what would you recommend to somebody who's about 35? Uh, Then actually we'd have to interview that person a bit more because it depends on what this person wants to do with their money. If it's just a retirement fund, if it's something uh, something that he just wants to keep his money to uh, keep growing and all that, then I would still recommend whole life uh, because that way, even though he's not as young as a 20-year-old, but from 35 until approximately 60 or maybe if he's still working till 65 or 70, he's still able to save, he's still able to put away a certain amount of money and that's going to keep snowballing and growing. And when he finally needs it, it's a relatively bigger amount compared to if you were just to put it in a bank. Since the rewards of variable linked insurance are so flexible, you've got to make sure you've designated a purpose for each of these insurance savings plans. As the seven habits of highly effective people tells us, begin with the end in mind. This will focus your actions and make them purposeful. That increases your chances of success and will keep you motivated. Let's say, for example, you have a newborn and that that newborn is going to go to college in maybe about 17, 18 years. So that's a significant amount of time for your money to grow. And starting today, for example, you you put in your money. Normally, these these limited term products uh, also boost the the insure uh, the investment part because as early as year one there's already a certain amount that goes to um, the investment compared to the whole life normally when we say whole life year one is everything goes to the insurance charges so nothing goes to the savings yet so it gradually increases until 100 percent of your premium goes to your savings if you're looking to buy let's say a condo 
course, you're not looking 15 years down the road to buy a condo. Maybe five years would be good enough, right? So uh, especially while they're still building the condo, it comes out relatively uh, cheaper compared to maybe three, five years down the road, the, the building will be complete and then you'll have your money already to, to pay for the unit. So there. Then the, normally the 15 years, 10 to 15 years is when they, we use that for the education planning. Okay, so you've taken us through all the different needs of, yes. of a person in their life. Yes. They, are they really all so essential though? Yes. If we don't have insurance yet, what mm-hmm. would be the one that you would recommend that if you had just one type of insurance, what would it be? If you're, okay. let's say, a working person, whether you're married or single yes. or what, have kids, etc. For me overall, especially if you don't have background in investing or don't have a background in, in financial literacy and you just really want uh, to protect yourself and to grow your money at the same time, then I'd recommend the whole life because that gives you an option to, I mean, it's very flexible in terms of premiums because it uh, it's the most affordable among all the possible uh, possible insurance. Just to be clear, premium is how much you're, you're saving or how much you're putting down to insure yourself. Say, for example, 5000 a month or 60000 a year. Macy, who we interviewed earlier in the episode, yes. was mm-hmm. started her insurance payments with okay. her 13th month pay. Okay. Your thoughts? So that's uh, uh, the 13th month pay. Normally, we also advise our clients that we, you know, if you don't really, really need it as much as possible, you can invest it so that it grows more than just if you were just to put it Sometimes, or more often than not, uh, banks are there for safety, for safekeeping, but they don't beat inflation. So if you don't really need the money right away, we suggest that you put your 13th month in you know, investment. But with, let's say, with whole life, it will, do a, it will do you more than just invest your money. It will also protect you uh, in that sense. So it's good that uh, she put her, she started with that. And then uh, the good thing about it, especially if you're younger, late down the road, you can eventually increase your premium so that you can also increase your benefits. This is a great reminder to adjust your savings goals when your income level changes. This isn't forever, guys. Remember, when you have money lying around with no purpose, it's so easy to spend on something you might not even remember later. YOLO becomes, oh no, where did it go? That's it for me today. Thank you so much, JC. That was really amazing advice. I feel so much better about my life choices now. Thank you for inviting me. And I hope that, uh, you know, anytime that you need uh, advice, we'll be able to help you. So guys, start off with life insurance and invest according to your life goals. Think ahead about what you want to achieve because they will take some time to save for like five, 10, or 15 years in some cases. Whether it's getting further education, a home of your own, or sending your kids to college, you can start today with a little bit every month. Put aside the same amount you're already in the habit of saving for your emergency fund, but this time, channel it towards your new goals. If you enjoyed the episode, remember to subscribe. 
or follow us from wherever you're listening now. You can also check out our show notes at www.uploan.ph blogs and tell me about your money mindset through this pandemic at UploanPH on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. We will be discussing company culture and being mission-centered on our next episode. Till then, keep your head up, baby. You got this.